0: Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Debian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you wanna be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life around until the end of the show, where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Didian, and today I am so blessed that we have today, Heather Harper with us, and we're just going to jump into some great conversations. Really excited to have her here. She is the founder and CEO of Envy Media Group. So we're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about how to be a peak performer. So Heather, can you please introduce yourself to this audience and talk to us a bit about what you do within the company?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, My name is Heather Harp. I'm the founder and CEO of Envy Media Group. And um, we are a full-service digital and marketing aber- marketing and advertising firm. Uh, we handle all different types of clients, large and small, and all different types of industries. And um, we are primarily, like I said um, earlier, want to talk to you about, um, you know, there's been a huge shift in what we do post-pandemic, during the mm-hmm. pandemic. And um, we're really excited to talk about that.
0: That is amazing. And Heather, do you mind telling us a bit, what is that shift as everybody felt it in one way, shape or form with what happened with the pandemic? I feel like the marketing side of thing, definitely there was a huge shift because everybody just kind of scrambled and like, Hey, wait a minute, let's go online. And even before there was a huge presence of businesses being online, but now it's not necessarily something that is interesting. It's a necessity. So talk to me a bit about that within your industry of the necessity being online. And what was that shift for you guys?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, a lot of the clients we worked with, they had a good mix of traditional and digital marketing. Um, They were doing some search. Um, If they were, some people were doing some Google shopping network, you know, they're dabbling in that depending on the industry they were in, but they still kept touch, you know, had a home base of their TV, their radio. Um, They had a website, may have had a Facebook page. But what we found is during the pandemic, everyone they stopped. They just went, Oh my gosh, they kind of freaked out depending on the industry that it was some industries like healthcare that we work with, um, elective surgeries got taken away. So our surgeons got sent home, (laughs) you know, and their business stopped for the first time ever, which they thought that was, would you, no one thought that would ever happen. Um, you know, we had, um, automotive, which had an uptick. We had, um, personal injury attorneys we work with. Well, people got off the Mm roads. So, their business had a significant decline. Um, we had divorce attorneys. Their business went through the roof. Um, so it was really a different, unique, you know, all the industries, no one had ever come in contact with this. But the one thing that people found was there were holes. And everyone was at home on the Internet. And, and they were watching TV. But they kind of, there was mainly news that they were watching. They were not so much watching shows and things like that. Netflix had a huge uptick. Um, so there was a big shift to OTT connected television um, became important. And so did websites, so did Google Shopping Network. so did um, search. It it just became the way that people uh, started to do business um, primarily, instead of, they're not in the cars listening to the radios anymore. They're not looking at billboards. They're not out looking at magazines. Events were gone, you know? So what um, we found post-pandemic really has been a big deal is that people said, now they're like, I need my website to be the best. I need social media and I need all of that right now. I need a search campaign. So we're seeing search campaigns right now. The search world has become very, very competitive, mm-hmm. super competitive. Um, the social search side has become very competitive. OTT, um, I was speaking with a media rep, that a television rep that uh, has worked for a large media company um, that's a big player across the nation. And the other day, and she said, you know, we had a meeting the other day and 70% of our business is now digital and 30% is television. And, and, and she's a television rep because we work with these people every day and she's like, we we don't know what to do. We're seeing a huge shift and they're seeing it in their business on their side in traditional media. So um, I think the big thing is that people are really coming to us as experts and saying, what do we do? What can we do? How can we be a player in the search market and be effective, Um, be cost effective? How do we Up our website. SEO has become very important, but as we all know, that takes a lot of time. It's not immediate. So, those are just some things we've seen that um, people, there's like a rush, a rush out there now to get um, businesses really picked up significantly.
0: So Harper, I love that there's so many things that you kind of touched about just from like different industries that you named that some of them just through like thrive during the COVID times. And some of them really took a step back. But one thing that you mentioned is that they're all like, okay, they saw the necessity to be online. And you did mention that now uh, the, the ads, the research online is so much more competitive. And I know that your company slogan is the envy of your competitors when it comes to marketing. So how can we position ourselves in this very competitive world right now when it comes to marketing online to be the envy, to stand out and to be different? What are some of the tricks, methodologies that you use within your agency and you help your clients essentially thrive and go ahead within their industry?
1: Yeah, I think what we do, um, our agency, we we don't use uh, third-party vendors. We decided actually did a whole branding of a, a renaming, a um, complete rebranding of our company um in January of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, okay, so it's funny because we changed our social media, we changed everything. And um, you know, it was like wow, so we actually went through it too. Um, but what we do is, you know, we go I always tell people spend less, get more. You know, we brought all of our digital in-house. We have seats that where we place everything um, from our search campaigns, programmatic, OTT. And that gives us the ability to have smaller margins when we work with our clients because a lot of larger media groups or agencies, there's a third party involved, third party vendor. They've got to pay them. Then they've got to pay their salespeople. And so you're looking at a 40 to 45% margin on ad spend well before anyone ever gets to the spend on their campaign. So it's almost 50%. So if someone's spending $10,000 on a campaign, almost $5,000 of it's going towards, uh, to pay the agency that they hired. So what we do having all of that in-house is we're able to have smaller margins and we're able for our clients to spend less and get more. Um, We also have, um, we use AI technology Mm -hmm. um, and we have a machine learning so that um, our campaigns in Real time, we have um, humans as well looking at the campaigns, but they're switching constantly. So they're looking at, okay, there's a lot of activity on mobile devices right now. Um, Let's go and put, you know, shift money from desktop, um, the desktop applications over here. Let's go ahead and put it over here to the mobile devices. Um, We've got... uh, geofencing capabilities that we can go back with um, and track people's iOS devices that they've been in for the past three to five years to a business or organization and we can serve them ads there. So it's um, we're very laser focused, very, very, very laser focused. We are data providers, we spend um, a lot on our data providers to get accurate and up to the date, up-to-date data that's not 60 to 90 days old. It's current. Mm-hmm. Um, when we create a campaign for our clients, we go in and we look at the competition and we can say, okay, we know that, um, let's just say in the PI space, uh, we're on the Gulf coast and in the PI world, uh, to be a player, you've got to spend upwards of 20 to $25,000 a month to be a player. Well, we can go in and see who is actually in that competition. Well, maybe they're not in this niche. So we can go in and target there strategically. And then we, from there, can go on to a search to social campaign where that platform typically tends to be a lot more cost effective for a client. And it doesn't cost as much to be a player in that sphere as it does just on search. So we, we do a combo. And, and every one of the campaigns that we do for our clients, they're customized. They're not, um, it's not cookie cutter. We don't sell packages. We hate the word packages, we hate we don't sell impressions mm-hmm. um or clicks. You know, we work off KPIs, we work off results. We're a very results-driven company. I love that.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing that and definitely clarifies. And just for any entrepreneur, what you just mentioned over there, just the aspect of being able to bring everything in-house makes that your margins make so much more sense. So you're able to attract higher paying clients that make sense for them and everybody wins over the long run and not only that you have a control with the distribution of how you go about it with the analytics like you mentioned i have to ask you a question about performance as this is the peak performance greatness show and me being a speaker and a performance coach i believe everybody has high level performance and you're obviously successful as a founder and CEO within your media company here what would be some of the tricks, methodologies that you use to be a high-performing individual? This could be your, your routine, your methodologies, how you approach your work, how you approach uh, your uh, conversation with your customers or uh, employees. What would you speak to that in itself for your peak performance?
1: Um, I think it starts, um, you know, obviously, within yourself and from the top down. Um, I am a very tight A uh, rigid <laughs> person. I'm very routine. I think routine is important. Actually, I put together, um, and I haven't posted it yet, a um, post that I was going to post up on LinkedIn today about, um, it's a quote that I've had for, uh, you know, those little calendars that you get, um, that, you know, you could find them in books a million years ago, um, yes. you know, and they're like inspirational or whatever. And I've had a quote that um, sits on my desk that I've had forever. It's like old and tattered, um, but what it's does it called Remember. It says, remember that big accomplishments are the result of many small things done well. And I truly, I I look at it every day or read it every day. I've had, it's traveled with me all over the world uh, (laughs) from where I've lived. I don't know how I've saved it, but um, I think it starts, it's a routine. It's, you know, you've got to have a plan. You can't fly by the seat of your pants. Uh, Our industry is, I like to tell people I love it because my job is definitely not Groundhog Day at all. Um, every day is completely different. We may be talking about, um, you know, a, a mass twerk campaigns over here and then we jumped dental implants for a client. And then we're going into a meeting about um, how many used cars versus new cars are on the lot for a Mazda dealer. And, you know, it's so we are we could easily get off track and scattered. Um, our company, we use um, several tools that help us. We love Slack. Mm -hmm. um discord is another one that we use we um because everything can get so fast paced and especially in the digital space that we work in in and how finite a lot of the campaigns and technical they are um we actually use uh discord and record all of our meetings with our clients um even if they're in person so that the audio we have all the spreadsheets and everything there so something doesn't get missed, you know, a marketing director that we're working with, their owner of a company, they can go in and they can look at and say, okay, this is what the meeting was about. Oh, we forgot about this little aspect or this, we need to change this. We forgot about this. So, um, I think it's really routine. It's, It's all about doing the same thing, having a plan, putting that plan into action, you know, making sure that your team is all on board. Um, those, management tools that we use are fantastic to keep our team on track you know our calendars um everything we even have channels in our slack channel that are for um ideas idea channels that we just dump in instead of you know we we try to create um not having time wasters because if you pick up the phone call and hey say hey, hey kelly you know i've got this what do you think about this da, da, da. hey check out this email i just sent you and pretty soon you've lost two hours of your day. Um, you know, I, I like the whole thing, work smarter, not harder. And um, I like to be very efficient. And I, I like to think that we convey that over to our clients as well in the business that we do is that we are laser focused, dialed in and efficient. Um, it, that's what I would say I, I could attribute our success to because we're able to do I tell a lot of people, I can do in a week what most people can do in a month. Mm-hmm. But that's only because we all have the same twenty-four hours a day. And yes, I sleep eight hours a night. I'm not, you know, one of these guys that's sleeping four hours. And um, but um, it's all we all have the same amount of time. It's just how you use it. And and everyone, you know, like in the industry to work with it, you have PI attorneys. Well, how you make one more successful than the other one? It's all about the strategy. It's all about, you know, the methodology, and and that's that's what that's the best advice that I can give. Um,
0: Harper, I I love that, and let me just unpack that for the listeners because there's so many great like golden nuggets that you mentioned. First and foremost. 100% love that quote because the ideology of success is understanding it's the small things you do every single day that compound over time that give you great success, which is essentially what the quote was and something that you truly live by. So it's what can I do every single day in a repetitive way because it's going to give the great results. So I love that. As well, you mentioned certain parts of systemizing your business just from the aspect of recording the calls with your uh, clients so then somebody else can listen to it and you have that. Just the fact that if you have some ideas instead being like, hey, what do you think getting on calls? you Those killer time that you mentioned, you have a Slack channel that is just for ideas. I love that. And I'm actually going to write that down on my end, uh, somewhere that I could optimize definitely my business. So thank you for sharing that 100%. That's very valuable information there for entrepreneurs. And another question that I have when it comes to the marketing side of the world and business and all that stuff, my ideology when it comes to business, there's two main things, right? There is sales and marketing. This is usually you're like in one one or the other. When it comes to like, <laughs> hey, you're an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, one or the other. Now, granted... I do believe that there's 100% value in both because if you're not a salesperson, you're just not going to get people through the door. You're not going to get a product. But if you're not marketing, then you're not leveraging and learn, like getting more people to know about your brand in itself. How do you speak to that? Being a marketer, is it one is more important than the other? Do you feel like they're both as important? Is there one that for a new entrepreneur or an entrepreneur that's more seasoned should concentrate more on? What would you speak to that when it comes to the marketing side of things towards uh, sales?
1: I love this question, and it's very applicable to something that just happened to us (laughs) Um, and to me personally. I told you did a complete rebranding in 2020. while things were, they'd slowed down, um, and I was going crazy, and I was like, I've got to, you know, what can we do? I'm an innovator. I'm a thinker, and, and I am, I'm the true salesperson. Okay. okay, but I have fantastic marketing. I am very creative. I look at things from a 360 degree view. I can put a plan together, and and I I think out of the box. I have a head of digital marketing and strategy, and she is completely numbers, and she is completely that that anything you want to know about AI, you want to know about all of the other. She she's a whole different show for you, um, and and she's fantastic. But um, I am the true sales and marketing. Well, since we rebranded. And everything um you know and we've picked up so I am the one who meets with our clients goes out and then brings along my team after an initial meeting um with a client or depending sometime we'll take them on the first one so I got that in the bag but I have to market my company as well and we our team just had a meeting this week about okay Let's take a reset. We were doing some uh, changing to our changes to our website, to our social media and said, so, you know, we have to treat our business. We're a marketing company. We have got to treat ourselves like a client. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur, your stuff goes on the back burner. It really does. And we had a client um, that we were working with that has some people um, in a remote in remote locations or outside of their office. And a question came up about, and you're never going to believe this, my personal social media page, which is private, which I don't mind. I mean, I, I don't care who sees it, but I mean, it's private. And um, how come I did not have links to all of my business social channels on my private social media page? And it floored me. I, this happened two days ago. And that's what I'm saying this question is really stunning. And, and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. And I, the more I've thought about it because I'm so competitive and I I don't like to lose. I went, you know what? That person's right. And as much as I don't like it, um, there was another thing that was, there was a link that was um, not working on our website to one of our social channels. Same thing came up. There was two questions. Those two things came up and I just, I, it's really been, and I was like, you know what? I'm kicking myself. I mean, we are a fantastic marketing company. We bill um, millions of dollars a year, okay? And we're, I mean, we are doing fantastic things for our clients, but sometimes, you know, we, we, there was a hole in what we were doing and we talked to our clients about holes. We fill the holes, you know, like you see Pac-Man and he's got a little big pie cut out. We're like, okay, what's that pie is the, the point, the piece that's been eaten or out of Hagman, let's fill it in, whether it's your search, you know, it's your social, it's your website, it's whatever. Um, so yeah, it just kind of, I, I, I think that they both are severely important. Um, and whether that's, you have that person that's very social, I mean, and they're your, um, when I say social, they're your, um, person that's out networking, they're doing the sales or getting it done. Usually salespeople are terrible at paperwork, by the way. And they it's hard to get them to sit down <laughs> to do all that um stuff. So um yeah, that that marketing side, whether it's a person that you can bring in to your organization that can help you, it's gonna be hard because if you're the owner of the business, you it's ultimately your vision. Um, you know, and the advice I can give is listen to your team.
0: Wow. You know,
1: listen to them. If you have someone who is um, got an outside perspective has worked in other industries. You know, my head of digital marketing and strategy has worked with very large digital corporations and and big media. And, um, you know, we're changing some things based upon some opinions that she had and other players on our team. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not one or the other. I'm telling you right now, it is a hundred percent, but, and it could be that we lose a portion, not lose, but, you know, that this one person maybe just stuck on that. Those links weren't there. And I I don't like to lose. (laughs) And we're a fantastic company. And I'm like, God, please don't judge our company. But that's your face. You know, your face is your website. It's your social media. Um, It's, you know, you can't sit down. Not every person that's looking at your website or looking at your social media pages can sit down and have a conversation like we're having now with you.
0: So yeah, I mean, Heather, I I think you got it spot on in the aspect of they're both extremely important. Uh, You have to understand where you are within your journey, within your business as well, because there are certain things like maybe you should put a bit more forefront, especially in one period of of the journey of your business. And I love the fact that you were aware of like, hey, okay, we're a marketing business, but wait a minute, are we marketing ourselves at a higher level? And then it's it's honestly your portfolio right this is exactly what you're talking about one of your clients want to go check out your private stuff and like hey wait a minute harper i mean how come you don't have this how come you don't have this and like where's that aspect like so all of these things are very very important so i love that you mentioned that because definitely something to look at you know when you're doing your own thing hey are you actually telling what you're like are you doing what you're telling your customers to do essentially and that's a great way to look at it and heather One last thing over here, uh, before we let you go, is there anything else that you wanna tell the audience and as well, where can they reach you? If somebody's interested to uh, potentially get in contact with your team, really get the marketing side of their business going to the next level, where's the best place to contact you and your team?
1: Um, You can reach out to me via email and it's heather at nvmediagroup.com and that's N-V-E-N-V-Y, so uh, mediagroup.com. And my phone number is 251-533-6677. Uh, Please feel free to call me, reach out to me. Um, we're very personal. We love working with our clients. That's one thing our clients love about us is that we, um, we're we always on, We're always accessible. Um, we, we're not going to farm you off to a support ticket when you work with us. That's the beauty of working. Um, we like to say we're um, more of a boutique size agency, even though we do work with big business. And I think that's a big deal um, because one, a large client we were recently working with said that we love working with y'all because you're so hands-on, mm-hmm. you know, we do get on the phone with you. Um, our tech team, our analysts, they're on the phone with you. They they are working, holding your hand, um, doing campaigns, you know, and um, constantly monitoring it. So um, yeah, that, that's one big thing about us that sets us apart is that we, we do care. And I think that's another big deal. Um, about your business is that you actually, your clients actually know that you do care about them. In today's world, you can get lost and be 100%. another number, you know, with, with people are like, yeah, okay, check that off. We've got that client, let's go. Um, we're, we're definitely not a set it and forget it on campaigns. We have eyeballs on that campaign in real time. I mean, it'll be 11 o'clock at night and I'm on a Zoom call because our analyst is like, okay, we're seeing a huge uptick here on one of our campaigns. I wanna know why. What did, what did the clients do? What did they change? What, what went out? Was there a blog that went out or a podcast or a post or something that, that created this huge uptick in search? So, um, yeah, we're, we, we actually we do. We, we care about our clients. And um, please feel free to reach out to us. The one thing we didn't touch base on is uh, the hiring crazy stuff going on right now. Uh, With recruitment, we are running some very non traditional recruitment campaigns outside of traditional recruitment companies. Uh, We all know who they are out there. Um, We have people who say they placed an ad with several recruitment companies and they've gotten four resumes and they're not even qualified. Uh, We just ran two campaigns and uh, strategically did some uh, geofencing along with some other tactics that we have, and we had over 800 applications. Um, and uh, 400 were qualified. So if that that just goes to show, they, they were like the campaign more well more than worked. And they were in the restaurant, business, by the way, which is one of the hardest um, industries places in, in industries, yes, in a travel tourism market where they are dying, right? They're having to close, they haven't even opened this particular client has not opened one of their restaurant locations due to the fact that um they just can't hire people to open it so um and they own um restaurants all across the country
0: so heather thank you very much for that all the information that you mentioned will be in the show notes so they'll be able to contact you it is amazing so not only on the marketing side but if you're looking to hire uh, employees uh like heather said they help out the companies with that as well so that's amazing all that will be linked up once again heather thank you very much for spending this time with us on the peak performance greatness show it was a pleasure having you have a great one Christopher Dedan here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.